cut it down? Why should it exhaust the soil? As we advance towards mid-Lent, we're given a parable of our Lord about his expectation of fruitfulness to come forth from us. We're likened to the fig tree whose planter, God, awaits the produce of its goodness. For a good three years, he looked for its fruits only to find it barren. He was set upon cutting it down, but the gardener intervened, pleading for a little more time. We would do well to see in this little story God's great expectation of us to be holy and to abound in good works. Often we have failed him. By right, the Lord would have cut us down long ago, except for the pleading of the gardener, who is a symbol of the compassionate Christ, staying the Father's just and punishing hand. Surely, of course, there can be no contention between the persons of the Father and the Son, for there is only one God having but one will. But our Lord, in a story form, put the doctrines of God's justice and his mercy before us for our consideration. While it may be true that at one time Catholics had a rather severe view of God as the feared avenger or punisher, which is, by the way, one of his legitimate titles in the Old Testament as well as in the New, Yet today, the Lord's justice and righteousness have been greatly underestimated and his leniency overestimated. Who's to complain, you might ask? We have all been recipients of divine mercy and we ought to be abundantly grateful for it. And yet, there is this matter of truth in God's dealings with us. For he has high expectations, knowing our true capabilities far more than we may reckon them. And so we ought not to be fooling ourselves, thinking that God doesn't mind our evil doing, and that in the end, he will save us in spite of ourselves. What's told to us in this gospel is meant to reverse this self-ingratiating complacency. Our Lord's words are, Do you think that these unfortunates were greater sinners, more guilty than the others because they suffered what they did? By no means. But if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did.
Truth is impartial, favoring neither severity nor leniency. Accordingly, we need to be honest about ourselves as we truly are in God's sight. We would not be admonished to do penance, and specifically here, Lenten penance, if we had no need for it. It is a self-administered medicine readily available to us that can make right our weakened moral condition. We resemble the fig tree needing cultivation and fertilizers, the hard toil of digging and overturning the ground and taking in spiritual nourishment. If we would not have need of these measures, surely Christ would not have proposed them to us as necessary to make our otherwise fruitless lives to become fruitful. Without intending any exaggerated estimate of my own position as a pastor, I know I have a sacred duty to which God will hold me to admonish the people under my pastoral care not to become slack in their obligation to do penance or to quit their sins and to rouse them from the sloth that prohibits the performance of many good works. I am equally aware that there are many other priests who soft-sell Catholicism, which asks nothing and promises everything. But I can only answer to God for my own life, just as you will be accountable for yours. And this, according to the measure of truth, of reality, and not of some subjective, whimsical fantasy you may have about yourselves. Be lovers of truth, the truths of the Catholic faith, and the less edifying truth about yourselves. God knows well that you are weak. Otherwise, he would not have come to redeem us. But by his sacred passion and death, he merited the needed grace for us to become saints. That is, for weak men and women to become valorous and holy. The epistle reading warns us that God was not pleased with most of the people, and so he struck them down. St. Paul derives the lesson from this. These misfortunes, he says, happened as examples for us, as a warning, as a rebuke, so that we might not desire evil things as they did. And his closing sentence is even more direct. 
Whoever thinks he is standing secure should take care not to fall. Thinking that we stand secure is very tempting. It appeals to our ego and gives us the comfort of continuing on in our sins just as we have been or in our tepidity, in which case we would be making a mockery of God's words. I want you to have a very fruitful Lent. I can only pray for you and encourage you, but you must do the needed cultivation yourselves. God's helps will not be lacking, so you do not become squeamish or quitters, slackers, or deserters. It takes fortitude to be a successful Christian, a virtue that's won only by practicing it. Put your hand to the gardening of your own tree. The master is awaiting his good fruits, and the divine gardener is ready and willing to help.